everybody, and welcome to 500 Open Tabs. I am your host, Kava Teherian. And I'm Hannah Hillam. And welcome. Thank you for joining us on our very first episode. Our first episode. You never forget your first, Anna. Inaugural. Are you excited? <laughs> I'm, yeah, oh yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, I love talking. I love talking to, to, to anybody, really. Yes, that's true. And everyone's uh, forced to listen. Everyone's forced to listen, yeah. So if you guys don't know us already, um, we are, first, we're friends. Uh, yeah. Second, <laughs> uh, you, Aww. Aww. So it's about time we finally came public with the fact that we were yeah. actually friends. Um, you guys might know me from my previous podcast, Musical Splaining. Um, I also have been working for years as a cartoonist. Um, I've been doing the convention circuit in 2021 is when I met Ms. Hannah Hillam at LA Comic Con and we became fast friends. Yeah, my booth was uh, placed next to his randomly, of course. They just uh, and I saw on your shirt, on your jacket, you were wearing a Ongo Ongo Gablorgi, the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Ongo Gablorgian. Derivative. Derivative. I saw you wearing that pin and I was like, oh, you know, we're going to be friends. Friends. And we it was It was easy friendship. Yes, easy friendship. We've done all these conventions together. Our joke is that we're now con dependent. Is uh, we're a very hilarious pun. Con joined. I think you don't say. I don't do if that's if that's no, a think... thing anymore as much. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Conjoined yeah. twins is what they call them. Yeah. You never know. You never know what landmine you're about to step into by accident. No, no. Conjoined twins is fine. It's the other. It's thing fine. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we've we've done a lot of these of these uh, conventions together, and naturally, when you're at a convention, you spend many many hours trapped behind a table. Um, having weird conversations about random stuff to help pass mm-hmm. the time. At each other. Um, at each other, whether or not anyone's listening is besides the point. Driving. But we made each other uh, laugh quite a bit. It's crazy, yeah. Yes, everybody probably losing a lot of sales because people were like, they, I don't know what they're talking Are about. They I don't want to buy their stuff. Are they yeah. going to uh, address me? <laughs> <laughs> I've been standing here. <laughs> and of course, uh, like most people do these days, we're like, hey, we're really funny when we talk. How do we bother people more professionally? Um, and we Let's decided we should start a podcast. Start a podcast. And originally, it was going to be about conventions, but there's not much to talk about with conventions, really. Yeah, I think we decided after, like, we're like, well, we could do this episode and that, and then it was like, well, that's basically done. It's like a mini series. So we had one. We're right. We had one episode plan, and it was about where to go to the bathroom at convention. Each convention, which I still say is a crucially important thing. We might maybe cover that at some point on this show. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. But the basically, of a convention center? Yeah, yeah. exactly where the bathrooms are, which is the most important part. Um, <laughs> yes. And uh, I was trying to come up with an idea because I was like, it'd be fun to do something with Hannah. And I started to look at my tabs on my phone because I was like, what topic would we be able to cover every episode for weeks and weeks and weeks on end? And of course, every single one of my tabs is something totally different. And I was like, you know, it's kind of funny how many insane tabs I have. I wonder if there's something there. So I called up Hannah and I was like, you know, it would be kind of funny if maybe we decided to look at all the, do you have a lot of tabs open? We could maybe do that. And of course, Hannah's like, uh, like yeah, bro. Oh, I have 498 at all times because I got to keep two open just in case important things need to be open. Yes. And this is the main difference between you and me is that I have all the private tabs open because I don't trust the government to not track me. Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> Smart. Where you, yeah. <laughs> here, here I am. I'm like, here, here's everything. <laughs> so basically, uh, I called up Hannah and I was like, hey, you know what would be funny is, is I have a lot of these tabs open and they're kind of random. I assume that you probably have the same to which, of course, you're like, yeah, well, duh. Duh. Uh, <laughs> duh yes. And, and apparently That's you had already out. been doing something similar on your Patreon, which I did not know yeah. about because I'm not a good friend and I don't subscribe to your Patreon. I also didn't subscribe to yours. <laughs> Look, I don't love musicals. <laughs> you do I. That was the whole point of me being on that show. Uh, no, so yeah, on my Patreon, I was like, I need more content for these people who are giving me oh, money. No, no, Hannah, that. I'm going to tell you this on the pilot episode. We don't use that word on my podcast. We don't content? do that. Yes, that's not a word. We don't like that I word. I also agree. I hate that <laughs> word. But what am I going to call it? You needed more videos for I your fans. More, I needed more things for them to listen to and look at. There you go. And I was like, hey, I have a lot of tabs open. So I called it Wiki Hell. And I. Wiki Hell? Um, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I called it Wiki Hell. And I just like went Hello through Wiki. and like 
Hello. <laughs> wiki, wiki, what? Wiki, wiki, what? Ew. Um, anyway. Uh, wiki hell. So I, I kind of recorded myself just kind of like live reacting as I read tabs. It sucked. Uh, <laughs> this is way better. So it felt like... Uh, I- fate yes you it was fate we had we basically had like a very similar idea together and um so we thought that'd be fun and of course it's never enough to go there i was like we got to take it a step further so i was like well let's obviously we're going to prep beforehand we're not going to read it live on the air because that would be boring um but also we need to include an element of this where it's like (laughs) i keep pitching it as like a self-help podcast (laughs) We're, we're trying to like help each other like close these tabs and um the more we talk to others uh maybe it just is like the group of people that we know because we tend to attract more weirdos like ourselves um but there seems to be a lot of people who just have so many tabs open that they will eventually read one day and then they never do so uh our, our hopes and dreams for this 800 800 yeah that's crazy um yeah i, I also pri- oh pri- that's right pri- yeah, you, you can actually do both yeah. on your phone that's right i forgot uh, I've yeah. also realized that between the different devices I have and also uh, bookmarks that I've had in like, say, for example, Apple News, it's actually probably many, many more. Oh, um, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that there's a lot. 500 is just our number. 500 is also apparently the limit that you it's are allowed to have of open tabs. Um, but Safari. I guess the workaround is to have both of them is the private and non-private. But anyway, so part of it is that we wanted to be able to close them and sort of support each other and... Also, you, fair listener, we want you to go on this journey with us. So we're excited that <clears throat> uh, we're excited to be here. We're excited to be doing this show. Um, each episode, uh, we so we don't actually know what the other person's going to present to us um, mm-hmm. going into it. So each each episode will be a surprise. And additionally, we don't necessarily know what we're going to be doing uh, every episode. Like I I have something for this episode. I don't quite know what the next episode is going to be. It could be something totally different. It could be something Same. that's like a tab that is a derivative of whatever I researched on this one. Mm -hmm. The sort of idea here is to leave it open where if we want to follow a certain interest down a path, we can, uh, or if we get bored and want to start a new interest, we can totally do that. It's all open. It's meant more to just be a sort of place to chill and have fun and share fun facts with each other and laugh. Tailor-made for our, the way we think. Yes. It's a very uh, creative brain podcast, I think Mm -hmm. is is how you think about it. It's following your pursuits, your hopes and dreams. Nice way of saying um it yeah yes um so yeah that's basically what we're hoping to do with it uh and if there's nothing else hannah that we wanted to talk about let's just uh let's just start off yeah yeah you want to go first i'll go first yes okay so my tab is pulled from an article that i found a little while ago uh it's an article from the new jersey digest written by peter candia and it is titled how the Italian mob changed pizza forever. Okay. Okay. Pizza. <laughs> pizza. Okay. That was okay. my main interest in this more than the mob part of it was. I'm hungry. Yes. <laughs> I also love the mob. Did you eat breakfast today? No. No. Did you eat dinner no. last night? That's why. No. Yeah, of course not. Uh, I'm going to have pizza tonight. I'm very excited. Okay. Uh, anyway, so the, the subheading is, today the most popular cheese used for pizza across New York and New Jersey is grande cheese, a low-moisture mozzarella that has impeccable melting capabilities and a distinct cheesy flavor. The cheese, based out of Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, is considered by many pizza enthusiasts to be the gold standard of pizza cheese. That's And Wisconsin. while it's nice... Yeah, yeah. Cheese... I heard they make cheese there, apparently. They make a lot, yeah. Have you seen those cheese hats? Yeah. my So my parents lived there for a little bit. Oh, they did? So I would go... I would go, quote unquote, home to visit them for Christmas in a place I'd never lived. And it was just cheese and brats. That sounds awesome, actually. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Okay. Was did so you ever have a cheese hat? Yeah. No, my brother did. Your I brother think. Did. Does yeah, he still wear they were, it? They were, no. Oh, maybe. <laughs> by himself. By himself alone. Cheese hat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. If you had a cool cheese hat. I mean, it's not a very practical thing to wear necessarily. I don't know if it like blocks out the sun, but you know, it looks cool. <laughs> It's not UV resistant. <laughs> it's not UV resistant, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, while it's nice to assume that Grande's rise to fame was strictly due to its high quality, the actual story of how Grande came became to be the apex of pizza cheese is much more cynical. <laughs> I'm here for um, it. Um, um, I, need yeah. some ne- I could eat some negativity in my cheat with my cheese. <laughs> 
Yes. Too many stories of cheese positivity. I'm getting, it's toxic cheese positivity. I need to start hating it. Yes. Uh, So uh, a little bit of backstory about pizza. A little bit of backstory about pizza. Pizza's this thing with bread and and tomato sauce and cheese. Never heard of her. I uh, I personally, I, I've been into making pizza for quite a while. I don't just love pizza. I put my money really? where my mouth is and I make a pizza. Yeah. You make pizza? Uh, you get like a pizza I oven I make pizza. Stuff? I got like a pizza oven. Um, I used to have, my wife Sarah had bought me this uni, which is like a wood fire. It's like a portable, Wait. like wood pellet uh, uh, outdoor fire apartment? oven. I do live in an apartment. It was oh. really difficult to, with all the smoke <laughs> inside the house. Um, so <laughs> we had to stop using it. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> calling the police but i've had to adjust based on you know apartment living because i'm a millennial and i'll never own a house or have a yard but i got you know i got pizza stones i got the pizza paddle i got the whole thing yeah i get real fancy with it i like to do my is that was that uh, your little crisis uh you would think so right i no, i'm not into ipa or or smoking brisket or anything but i'm into (laughs) making pizza that's the cool new thing that is so Uh, wholesome Yes, right. No, I actually I started making pizza a while ago. I was like in college when I started doing it. Um, oh, I had no idea. Yeah, my uh, my dad used to make pizza when I was growing up. Uh, it was one of the things that he was. Uh, we had like this weekly tradition on Thursdays. We'd come home from work and just like throw together a couple of um, doughs, and we would sit and eat them. And I think I, I would watch like The Simpsons. It was like the best. It was like this very that cherished childhood like, memory. That's beautiful. It was great, I wanna, right? This... I want to do that right now. With yeah, we should. Sorry, podcast over. We're going to go make all of pizza remotely. We're going to go eat pizza and watch The Simpsons. (laughs) Um, But yes, I used to help him, quote unquote, help because I was a kid. So which is me, mostly just me eating all the Lindsay olives out of the can directly and not having enough to actually go on the pizza. Uh, But then I went to college and I was like, you know, I could probably figure this out. So I figured it out. I asked him how to do it and I got much, much better at it. And then I sort of started to get into like the little hyper different small changes you can make to make pizza good it's it's really simple but it's also deceptively simple it's like sometimes it ends up being a lot more complicated based on like these little tiny things you can change it's like a lot of chemistry and oh. and baking and, and stuff like that anyway it's like a fun Crazy. thing to kind of become okay. obsessed with and and you unlike ipa uh or brewing it's something that will connect people and bring them over because <laughs> it's delicious and it doesn't taste like ass uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, like piss and bread you mean yeah exactly <laughs> anyway so that that was the reason why i actually thought this article was interesting because i was interested in the uh low moisture element of it um so okay. so a lot of the cheese that you end up getting at the store i mean you can find whole milk low moisture but a lot of a lot of the cheese you end up getting at the grocery store ends up being like a skim milk low moisture um but Everybody is always trying to make like a New York style pizza and the cheese that they use in New York style specifically that's very prevalent, that's very famous, is the whole milk, low moisture mozzarella. So, you know, specifically, yeah. So there's different kinds of cheese you can use, obviously, and there's different cheese blends. But the mozzarella that is uh, whole milk and low moisture ends up being much better. And it gives you that sort of cartoony, stretchy, um, goofy movie. Yes, exactly. Goofy movie. like. The long Best pull, the exactly. The pull is what they call it. Like that kind of cheese is the low moisture, uh, f- whole milk mozzarella. Um, you can also use fresh mozzarella, which is, you know, the balls that come in the water and then you sort of put it on, but yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you're so, Sorry, I laughed you at say? the word balls. You're like, all, I'm dude coded is what you said. I'm husband coded. <laughs> husband coded. You're very husband. <laughs> Hannah, said, be appropriate. <laughs> You said balls. Get your mind, get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, you can okay. use you can use fresh mozzarella. It's possible. A lot of times you put it if if you're using like a higher heat oven, like a wood fire oven or something like that. But otherwise, if you just put it into a regular oven, it ends up being really soggy and it sort of like soaks through the bread and it doesn't like crisp up and cook as well. So low moisture is the way to go. So uh, this is a story that starts. A long time, a long, long time ago. <laughs> I want this to be a movie. Yeah, right. Uh, it starts with a young man you may or may not have heard of. His name was Al Capone. Are you oh. uh, are you familiar with his work? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he had a vast, vast, vast amount of work. Vast? Yes. Is that the word? Varied. Yeah. He had... <laughs> Sorry, I'm still thinking about the word balls. Go on. <laughs> 
please don't open tabs about balls while we're doing this. Can't promise. Resist the urge. Uh, yeah, so Al Capone, very famous bootlegger, mobster, killed a lot of people, got a lot of booze to a lot of people after the 18th Amendment passed. Uh, of course, the 18th Amendment uh, prohibited the sale, manufacture, transportation of alcohol during the United States uh, unsuccessful. Yes, the Prohibition era, about 1920 to 1933. Al Capone was, of course, he's like the top dog. He's the guy that like really made it happen. He was rich beyond belief. Um, everybody wanted booze. It's it's also still one of these things. It's like it's weird that it even happened that prohibition was a thing. Uh, it led to so much corruption and so much crime. It, it led to like it was so long. It lasted so long too. Yeah, it was like thirteen years. It's a crazy a amount of time. time. Yeah, it's a long amount of time. So Al Capone, of course, ruled with an iron fist. He got into all kinds of things as a result of that. You know, it's well, he wasn't nice. He he was a bit rough around the edges, but not like the good kind rough around the edges. He's kind of a bad dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, killed a lot of people. Uh, but of course, <laughs> of course, that comes with illegal transport of, of alcohol and bootlegging. There's gambling. There's, you know, sex work and prostitution. There's, uh, you know, he made a lot of money, but he, he also paid off a lot of money because he was just bribing left and right to make sure that, you know, his, his business operations were able to stay in place. Right, right. Now, towards the end of his reign... Um, as most businessmen do, he was like, oh, you know, I was really good at this one thing. Uh, maybe I can go into another business and also be a genius at this. Oh, yep. That always yeah, works. That, that works. We're currently in the, pro <laughs> we're in the heyday of that happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. We love it. Uh, <laughs> funny enough, Al Capone's like, you know, I'm in the business of people drinking stuff. I wonder if, I wonder if there's anything else like that. So he looks around and he's like, you know, I notice people have been drinking a lot of this milk stuff I keep hearing about. <laughs> oh, milk. Al. <laughs> he's like, you the know, milk he's the, the milk racket. Yeah. He's like, there's this, <laughs> kind of this milk racket going on. A lot of people are drinking two, sometimes three glasses of milk a day. You got to have these guys deliver the milk. Of course, this is the 1920s and 30s. There's not a lot of, you know, there's like ice boxes, but you don't have like your regular modern refrigerators. Right. So milk's like a daily thing. Uh, and there's already a sort of infra infrastructure placed for it. So he just gets this idea and he's like, you know, I wonder if I can get into this. And he realizes that the milk business in, in Chicago is actually kind of insane. <laughs> it's kind of its own racket. It's it's a legitimate Wait, business, real? quote unquote. Yeah. Apparently it's all like, it's controlled by unions. I mean, this is a very classic like Chicago thing where there's like a lot of there's unions uh, yeah. and there's yep. a cross in the mob and all this stuff. And and Al Capone's just sort of like, well, the hell with this. I'm going to go find a dairy farm somewhere else. I'm going to outsource. Basically, he's like, uh, he's yeah, he goes, he's like a lot of these businesses now that like started in the late 90s where they're just like, I'm going to go outside the States to get my <laughs> and start import, importing stuff. He starts getting into the import export business of milk, but across state lines, not so much, like internationally. I just keep thinking of like how gross it would smell. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Milk. I mean, I think. The milk is, I mean, at that point, yeah, I'm sure it's like even more crazy. It's not being processed to the point that it is now. Yeah. Uh, I don't even drink milk, honestly. I don't, Me I'm neither. lactose intolerant. I can't do it. So am I. <laughs> Funny enough. And yet I still love pizza because that's how yeah. lactose intolerant people are. We all put ourselves mm -hmm. through pain because why else? Yep. It's all worth it. It's all worth it. Um, so of course he goes and he finds uh, this dairy business in in Wisconsin, and he buys a place called uh, Meadowmore Dairies Incorporated, and he starts this new racket and he starts to undercut okay. the whole milk game because basically he's like, well, if I go to Wisconsin, it's a lot cheaper, and then I can bring it into Chicago and Smart. undercut all these other all the whatever the local Chicago milk lobby was. Uh, sorry, the local uh, Chicago milk business was. And of course, he's a gangster, so he's not doing it through like the nicest means. <laughs> it's milk. It's I just milk, love sister. that this is milk. It's like, okay. <laughs> I can't, I just keep picturing Al Capone like drinking milk and it, it just, you know. He's got a milk mustache the entire time. He's, he's showing up to meetings. Me it's milk. really awkward. Yeah. Got, got milk. That should have been the campaign in the 90s. <laughs> they should have had gun. Al Capone with just it. Yeah, with a gun. Got milk. Got some. <laughs> Um, 
So he he basically takes it over, right? In Chicago, he okay. starts to, and throughout the Midwest, he's like, "This is this is now my my racket is milk," in addition to all the other stuff. So he sort of transferred this set of skills that he has, and of That's course, incredible. his other friends, his other mobster friends, are like, "What do you got going on there in Wisconsin? We know we want in on this," and they're like, "Yeah, come on over. That's cool." They want the milk and too. They want the milk too, or just they want okay. this business. They get into this idea of like, well, if we just go outside of this place where it's expensive. And create a right. distribution network where we can bring it in. We can undercut everybody, which is what mobsters do. Definitely not what giant companies and international corporations no, no. do. They over. don't do that ever. It, it ended. Yeah. It ended with Capone. That yeah. ended. We don't do that in the year 2023 no. or 2024, <laughs> I should say, by the time this gets oh, released. Weird. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, and so he basically starts bringing in his friends. He, there's this other guy. His name's Ross Prio. He's another kind of you know mobster that's in the area. He okay. goes and he gets involved in the Grande Cheese Company. Uh, which a is different cheese creating. company. So Grande, so so oh, Al Capone was in the yeah. was in the dairy company. You know, Got cheese it. processing is like a different thing. So they start working right. hand in hand. They were start working together. But, and and by the way, I should say that these are not companies that were started by these people, the, by these uh, by the gangsters. These are companies that existed. These are companies that like were already making good products. The mob decided to, decided to come in and be like, okay, well, this is we're going to use this to our benefit. Wow. I mean, so that's on some smart. level. Yeah, you have all these people who are like, I just wanted to make cheese, and the next thing you know, I'm getting strong armed. It is sort of unfortunate in that sense, but uh, they continue to make good products. And uh, I, I'm not quite sure exactly. So there, there's not like a clear thread here um, in terms of like what the timeline is. But you know, around the early 1930s, um, Al Capone gets arrested. He famously goes to uh, Alcatraz. You know, right, Ross Prio's right. running Grande Cheese. There's different people. That are, it's passing hands from one to one. Uh, eventually, a very famous mobster, Joe Bonanno Sr., took over Grande Cheese. And um, he essentially takes it to this next level. And uh, he starts what they call the agro mafia. Have you have you heard of this term before? <laughs> no. <It's, laughs> which I assumed all mafia is very agro, but no, it's, it's no, specifically is... in reference to agricultural mafia. <laughs> agricultural mafia. I love that so much. Okay. Agro mafia. So they control the means of like olive oil, cheese, distribution, stuff like that. So it's oh, specifically wow. having to do with food. like, you know, products, food uh, and agricultural products. It's not just like, we're going to break your legs if you don't do this. It's like- Eat our, Drink so, our olive oil. Drink. Right, right. So, so, so they, they, so Bonanno essentially starts this process where again, so yeah, exactly. So the, the old, the way you sort of see it in like a, a typical movie is- Right. They'll come in, the mob comes in and they're just like, we're going to, you got to pay us for protection. Otherwise we'll break your legs and you got to give us like $2,000 a week or whatever. And then the, the owners are like scared and they have to pay out and it's terrible. They start like this, this, uh, this different trend that ends up being like hugely successful. Um, and the way they do it is, is like, you know, let's, and he's, he's also starting something, uh, Bonanno starts starting a distribution network with people back East. So specifically like within New York and New Jersey, um, because pizza he's got country. ties there. Pizza, exactly. Pizza country. So he's got like these cheeses. He's got these people back East in New York and New Jersey. He's just like, I wonder if we can make something happen here, but they don't go in and offer to break. They don't go in and threaten to break the legs of these people. They go into, you know, a pizzeria. Let's just say it's owned by Ray. Ray is what every pizzeria apparently is called back in New York. So, you know, they go there's to like 50 Rays. Yeah. There's like 50 Rays. So they go into Rays. It's like a guy named, you know, jo- you know, Johnny goes in and he's just like, hey, you know, can I get a slice of your pepperoni pie? And he's like, yeah, no, no problem. And Ray, like, you know, he, he heats him up like a nice, delicious slice of pepperoni. Johnny's sitting there eating it. And he's just like, man, this is some incredibly delicious pizza. And he's like, oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And he's like, let me ask you, what kind of, uh, what kind, what kind of cheese do you use on this? And he's like, oh, it's f- funny you should ask. It's, uh, it's, I, I have this distributor. He's out in Newark. He's, uh, he's this guy named Billy Bob. He's like one of my great, great friends. Thornton? I've known him forever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's ancient. Is, he's ancient. Billy Bob Thornton was around back then. He's in the crib <laughs> distributing cheese. So he says, I got this guy. I got this friend, Billy Bob. You know, I love him. We've been doing business together for 20 years. You know, he was at my my kid's christening. You know, our wives talk all the time. It's fantastic. He's uh, He's been sending me this cheese. He's great. And then the guy, the guy, Johnny, you know, the mobster is just like, oh, that's wonderful. You know, I think it's really great that you guys have such a tight community. You know, I love, you know, because that's really all pizza is about, right? It's about getting people together to uh, to have a slice sharing. together, putting aside our differences and sharing. That's beautiful, man. 
He says, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm really happy with it. It's really great. And he says, look, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I, I represent this company. It's called Grande Cheese. We're based out of Wisconsin. Yeah. He says, you, you know, we're, we're kind of the new guys on the block. You know, we've been, we've been doing really great work out in Wisconsin and out in Chicago and the Midwest. People really love us. And uh, we thought, you know, we, we love New York. We got a lot of roots out here. Maybe people out here will be interested. And he says, listen, I, I don't want to impose. I don't want to ruin whatever relationship you have because God bless you. That's beautiful. I think relationships are really important. With Billy Bob and his, okay. and his cheese distribution network. The cheese. He says, I don't, I don't want to ruin that. Man. He says, but you know, sometimes life has this way of getting crazy and, and you don't expect it. You know, different things can happen. You, you, you don't know. Just the other day, you know, six months ago, my uncle, he was 46 years old. He's married. He's got three kids. All of a sudden, bam, dies. Heart attack. Massive heart attack. All of a sudden, his wife left with three kids. She doesn't have a breadwinner. <laughs> I was laughing, but not at the heart attack. Go on. He says, you know, he dies. He doesn't have a backup plan. All of a sudden, his wife's left with three kids. She doesn't have a backup plan. She can't make any money. What are you supposed to do? They didn't plan ahead. It's tragic. I mean, you know, honestly, we can't say we didn't see it coming because he was really unhealthy. He ate a lot. He drank a lot. He Just smoked a lot of cigars. Yeah. The mud. <laughs> he was, you know, awful. God rest his soul. He was a great guy, <laughs> but he, he didn't do a great job of taking care of himself. I don't want to see that happen to you. I want you and this delicious pizza to always have a backup plan just in case. He says, okay. He says, tell you what, just take my business card, put it in a drawer. You don't ever have to call me. God willing, it'll never happen. You'll never have to call me. Nothing will ever go wrong. And you're going to have like a successful business to the end of your days. I wish you the best. But just in case, you never know, have this as a backup plan because God forbid you should be left without some sort of delicious cheese. And he's like, I really appreciate that. You know, <laughs> really, it's really sweet of you. It's really nice. And he says, yeah, you know, okay. Anyway, thanks again for the slice. I'll catch you later. God bless. And he goes and the guy's like, hey, that was a really nice cheese distributor. I'm going to hold on to this card because he's a good guy. And he really liked the pizza. Right. Ray goes about his week. Later that week, the mayor comes in and he's like, he's having a slice. The mayor. Yeah. The mayor of his town. He's like, oh, this is awesome. I love this food. I love this pizza. I tell you what, my wife's been on my case. I'm turning 57 next week. She wants me to throw some sort of party. And I, I don't like any of these fancy like big places. I want to do something more local, like low key Man in the neighborhood. The Man of the people. And he's like, I'd really like to just have something here. And he's like, and he's like, are you serious? Mr. Mayor, that would be an honor. We'd love to host you here for your 57th birthday. And he says, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's no big deal. Don't worry. Don't mention it. I'm going to invite a couple of other famous or uh, important people in the community. We're going to be here. We just want to keep it low key. You don't need to fuss over us. Nothing crazy. And he's like, yeah, no problem. He's really excited. Sorry, I'm really invested in this story. <laughs> Is any of this, did any of this like, ha- did this happen? I mean, I can't prove that it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to choose to believe this is word for word. Yes. And anyway, he says, the mayor, right, wants to, okay. the mayor wants to have his 57th birthday party there next <laughs> week. It's great. He's loving it. <laughs> this guy, Ray, he's like, man, I can't wait to call. Billy Bob on Friday, because Friday is when he calls and he makes his Billy calls the for the next monger, week. Yeah. The cheese monger, yeah. He says the Friday's the day that he makes calls for the following week to see how many orders he needs. And he says, I can't wait to tell him he loves it. We love our weekly catch up. Picks up the phone Friday morning, calls Billy Bob at the factory. No answer. Just keeps ringing. Oh, no. He's like, that's weird. That never happens. He gives it like 10 minutes. He goes, washes his hand, checks up on the inventory, comes back 10 minutes later, calls it again. No answer. He's like, oh no, what's going Don't on? So he decides to call Billy Bob at his house. Thankfully, it's okay. He's not dead. Billy Bob picks oh, up the phone. Okay. All right. Picks up the phone. I was getting and he attached says, hey. to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Don't worry. He goes him. on to have an illustrious acting career. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> he marries Angelina Jolie. <laughs> he has a great life. Yeah. Um, he calls up Billy Bob. Billy Bob picks up the phone. He's like, hey, Billy Bob, what happened? I called the factory a couple times. You didn't pick up. And he goes, I'm ruined. <laughs> says, what happened? And he says, I don't know. There was a fire at the factory. I can't make my cheese. He says, what do you mean there was a fire at the factory? He says, I don't know. The fireman said it was an electrical fire, but I didn't leave anything unplugged. I don't know why it happened. He says, oh, my God, Billy Bob, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. You know, he consoles him. And in the back of his mind, he's like, oh, crap. 
the mayor's coming next week. What am I going to do? I'm out of cheese. So whatever, he consoles, you know, Billy Bob cries on the phone and he hangs up and he's like, what am I going to do? And then he remembers he's got this business card from his friend Johnny that just came in earlier that week. And he says, I got to call Johnny and see if he can make it happen. He calls up Johnny. He says, listen, Johnny, I know you were just here a couple of days ago. God forbid. I I, I, I need cheese next week. The mayor's coming. It's going to be a big deal. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know how long it's going to take Billy Bob. Okay. 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 All right. I'll get to the point. So Billy Bob. No, I love this. I love, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> so Johnny says, you know, don't worry. I actually, funny enough as, as it is, funny mention it, I ended up making a couple of other uh, contacts in the neighborhood. I'm going to be delivering a shipment of cheese next week. I got you. Don't worry. I'll bring you whatever, 30 pounds of the low moisture whole milk, fresh mozzarella. You'll be fine. He says, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And he hangs up the phone and then he starts thinking to himself. He's like, man, what are the odds that Billy Bob's factory would burn down the same week that this guy showed up and said, what if mm. got something should we go? And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> and by and then. You know, and then now he's in bed with the mom. Yeah. So this is this is the process. <laughs> Ameri- that they did. A classic American story. Classic American tale of something that would happen. And now, of course, this goes on for years. This becomes a whole network where now all of a wow. sudden- Okay. The mob is connected to all these different pizzerias and they have these distribution networks. They use these distribution networks to drive trucks around and distribute whatever, cocaine, you know, anything illegal. This oh escalates. God, like full on drug, like. Oh, full on drugs. Yeah. This escalates. Pizza? They're not, they're still making pizza. Cause remember these, a lot of these places are just pizzerias that are just doing their thing. Wild. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's their thing. They're already doing pizzas. These people are just sort of like strong-armed into it it's really unfortunate yeah oh oh oh. so so this is what happens it gets crazier and crazier eventually this becomes so successful that the italian mafia like literally the mafia back in italy like in sicily starts processing heroin that came in through turkey um through so they take i think like whatever opium or whatever it comes in through turkey they process it in spain and then through different flights like you know through brazil and stuff they bring it into the midwest uh, wow. into Chicago and they're bringing heroin into the States. So they have this crazy operation where they're essentially like bringing a grade heroin from, <laughs> from international stores and then distributing it through this pizza network. Only the best of different pizzerias with only the best mozzarella Top quality mozzarella <laughs> heroin. And uh, the FBI gets word of this. Oh yeah. The New, yeah. the New York district attorneys get word of this. This becomes a thing. So they start they start uh these sting operations where they're sort of they're following them. They know that the mob bosses are up to it. This leads to a very famous trial in 1987. Oh, so they caught them. They caught them. So eventually like whatever through uh the <laughs> Rico Act crazy. and all this stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. So like they're it's they're following, crazy. they're tailing, they're they're gathering all these different uh they're they're wiretapping people and sort of putting a case together. And this pay, this case ends up being referred to as the Pizza Connection uh, throughout the media. It's the Pizza Connection. It's this big trial. It's no, it's not Kermit time. the Frog singing. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Pizza Connection. <laughs> the mobsters, the heroine, and me. He's in, he's in bed with the mob. They all are. They all are. And so all the Muppets. It becomes this huge story. It's crazy. It, you know, all like I said, the the Italian authorities involved in it. The FBI is involved in it. Uh, oh the, the district attorney and the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York was led. Okay, so the was all involved in it. So guess who at this time was the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York and who led this case? Um, a very famous attorney. Uh, I don't know the guy think, who did the of, OJ case. Uh, no, <laughs> it was not Johnny Andrew. Cochran. That's the only it's attorney not, you know. Okay, it's the only one I know. <laughs> Okay, wait, who, who, who? It was, it's our, our sweaty king, the recently no. bankrupted no. Mr. Four Rudy? Seasons himself, Rudy <laughs> William Giuliani. No way. He becomes the face of this case in the media. What? Yep, yep. 1987, Rudy the Giuliani. Pizza Connection, if you look it up. Rudy Giuliani. Wow. Sweating everywhere with his hair dye. Actually, this is before all of his hair dye is sweating you everywhere. Know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is be- this sweating becomes the case the that all over the pizza. This is the case that makes him like wow. super famous. Uh, and all of course, from the there, all because of the mob, and then putting. I wow. mean, that's the irony of it. Yeah, 
that's a whole other story about where that this guy's is my career favorite went. Part of this, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite part of this whole story. Okay, okay. So, so Giuliani, Giuliani essentially leads this case, or at least is sort of the face of it within the media. Of course, there's all these other people that are involved in it, uh, and they put away like a, I don't know, like a dozen mobsters. And it sort of ends the idea of like what we know about the Italian mafia, like as it's sort of historically been known in the States. However, Grande Cheese is essentially like since then, it's like it's it's disconnected from that. They're still going. So Grande Cheese is still a very like well-respected, well-loved. It's kind of still the standard. Like within New York, they're like, oh, no, Grande is the best cheese. It's the most stringy and cheesy. It's got the best pull. You have to remember again the people who were making these the the artisans who were part of these of these companies were just sort of like they got pushed out and taken right. over by the mob, Didn't but they're still choice. like you know what we're still making good cheese. So it's really funny because essentially like all this is a long way of saying that like the reason why we all have low moisture stretchy cheese delicious <laughs> mozzarella pizza is oh, because Al Capone got greedy and he was like no I need to get into the milk racket. <laughs> <laughs> that is. You know what? I'll never, when I eat pizza, I'll just say, thank you, Al. Thank you, Al Capone. I, I won't say, I won't pray. I'll, I'll, I'll pray to Al. Thank you for this Al pizza. Al Capone, yeah. Crazy, right? <laughs> That's insane. Because <laughs> I knew that he was like, <laughs> it just sounds, it sounds like, um, it sounds like a, it's made up. Like a, a sitcom or something. It does. It should be a Which movie. Is, it should Ru- be. Rudy, I... Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani should just play himself. I mean, yes, I think this could be like an American crime story where like Rudy Seriously. Giuliani comes back. Yeah, it could be a whole. Uh... And it's going to be really tacky and cheesy. cheesy. <laughs> oh, it'll be a Ryan Murphy show for sure. Where he's just like, I'm the boss of mozzarella in Wisconsin. And there's like a crazy camera panning to him, right? <laughs> I would watch that. That's amazing. Yeah, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani is somehow responsible for this, which is crazy to me because, oh, how the tides have turned and he's gone in the complete opposite direction. Yeah, well, yeah, unfortunately, you mess with. Well, no, I don't know. I, I know I had no moral to that story. Yes, there is no moral to the story. It's it's no. insane. That's the whole point. But cheese. Wow. The moral of the story is that cheese is great and it's delicious. And Wisconsin cheese is the best. Wisconsin cheese. Wisconsin low moisture whole milk mozzarella <laughs> gets you that tangy, stretchy, delicious cheese. If you're trying to get that New York style, there's all these other components to it, which. I am sure I will bring up pizza many more times throughout the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. Yes. I want pizza right now. I also want pizza right now. But yeah. you know what I'm more excited about is hearing your tab. <laughs> it's not about pizza. <laughs> That's unfortunate, but I'm excited to see what it is nonetheless. Food. Okay. All okay. right. Well, thanks for your... That was awesome. Thanks for telling me the story. Thank you. I'm glad I made it through. I was, uh, I was a little bit worried that I would not be able to you land the plane. Me. You had me attached to every person in that story, <laughs> except for Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> as, as it should be. <laughs> as it should be. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we're going to take a little bit of a turn. Okay. And go underground. And not in a mob oh. way. Not in like a drug okay. smuggling okay. way. Yeah, not the underground of. scene. Yeah. It's underground. It's a, So I'm going to be talking about hobby tunneling. Hobby tunneling. This is not hobby, hobby lobby. This no. is like t- tunnels in Hobby Lobby. <laughs> it's there's a vast network of, of Hobby Lobby tunnels connected. That Hillary Clinton is smuggling pizza through <laughs> the real PizzaGate. Um, so no, it's 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 the it's b- people digging tunnels for fun, and I it's mean, usually not digging tunnels is really fun. To be fair, yeah, like in the summertime, like growing up, we lived on like a pretty big, like a half acre or a quarter acre. That's a lot of it was, fun. There was a lot of digging. We made little like foxholes. Anyway, um, so yeah, I like digging. So I, I was immediately like, oh, this sounds interesting. Yeah. And it is, it's not like normal, like you don't dig out of, you know, you're not digging out of prison. You're not digging to like smuggle things. You're not like mozzarella or whatever. Like, um, <laughs> smuggling yeah, oh, mozzarella. Yeah. In the, through the mozzarella tunnels. We mozzarella lost a lot tunnels. Of, we lost a lot of good men. We lost a lot of good men. <laughs> <laughs> The dry ones. It's all staring off into space. Yeah, right. Not not fresh not mozzarella tunnels. Those no, no, collapse no. immediately. We drown. Immediately. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I yes, I, 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 I do. Anyway, yes. I, sorry. I know I'm only thinking about tunnels made of mozzarella. <laughs> uh, center. I'm centering myself. Centering. Okay. So, so a lot of times people start tunneling for normal reasons, like digging a well or like digging a cellar or making a bunker, as we all do. 
Right. And um, but then some people just keep digging and they've described it as like not being able to stop. It's like a compulsive thing. It's almost an obsession. And it's also like, I don't know if you've like dug a hole for a while. Hell yeah. But it is really relaxing. Yeah, especially like, at the beach is what I tend to think of. Like, really? As a kid, that's where I would dig holes. Again, oh, apartment yeah, yeah. kids, so I didn't really have a home or a yard to really <laughs> dug into. So okay. the beach I was the closest big... place we could go. Oh, uh, we used to. I used to dig up like because we lived in an old, old, old house, and there was just stuff buried in the backyard. So I'd go out there and just dig and dig. And uh, when my cat died a few years ago, I just dug up my yard, and it really helped. <laughs> you were gonna bury the cat, or you just no, no. as like a coping mechanism? <laughs> as a coping mechanism. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no. It was good. I ended up planting stuff. It was great. Okay. Rest in peace, Bear. Anyway, um, this is not about my dead cat. Uh, So, yeah. So, they people will just start doing it as a hobby. And a lot of times, it's like people who don't know anything about, like, civil engineering or tunneling or, like, how to support a tunnel. So, they'll they'll, they'll do these things and it'll kind of mess everything up. So... Mm. For example, the most famous <laughs> the most famous example of this that you maybe you've heard of it, there's been like a bunch of like BuzzFeed and upvote or whatever on this guy. His name's William Little, and he's from Bill Hackney, Little. London. William Bill Little, Bill Little, <laughs> Billy Billy Don't Little, Little him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm about to. Oh no, uh, no, he's fine. Uh, he's a, he's a legend. <laughs> um, so William Little, he's from Hackney, London, which is a city it's big there's not like it's not like the countryside it doesn't have a whole bunch of places to dig he dug under his house for 40 years what yes sorry i just <laughs> i think i just completely you, blew you just out peaked? the mic <laughs> yes dear lord I've sorry never heard, that was a, i've never yeah. heard you sound that way <laughs> i've never heard of someone tunneling for 40 years well that's not even the longest hobby tunneler um, what oh <laughs> <laughs> You got to stop blowing my mind one one mind blowing at a time. It's going to get worse. Oh, um, massive. He had a massive web of tunnels under his house. He just worked on for 40 years. And it wasn't like every day. It was like, oh, God, I'm going to go add to my tunnel. But then like he jacked everything up. And like a the sinkhole. Whole city collapsed? Well, no, a, oh, sinkhole. a sinkhole? Yeah. And his landlord, because he didn't. No, he did own it. But the city evicted him by force because power started going out. Power lines were going out because... In Britain, they bury all their power cords, unlike us who have them all above, you know? Uh, see, if yeah. they were smart, the the cable internet people could have come in and be like, thanks, yoink. Now we're going to run fiber <laughs> optics throughout here, and now thanks, we don't have to Bill. commission anybody. Yeah. They could give them like a plaque to be like, you're an honorary member of Comcast. And they did all the work, and they saved a bunch of cash. Bill just digs his own grave. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Comcast sucks. Anyway. Um, so yeah, everyone got super pissed off and they they evicted him and he was just like, oh man, uh, you know, that's, that's the end of him. I don't know what happened to him. I think he just went on to live somewhere else. Uh, In a tunnel, ideally. Ideally. <laughs> he was digging different tunnels. <laughs> Those fascists took away his tunnels. He's going to go Was he involved with Saddam's tunnel in, when, in Iraq when they found him? Was Bill Little you know involved in that somehow? Bill Little. <laughs> Still calling him Bill Little. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. He's dead or else I'd ask him. Oh, he is dead. Okay. He's dead. I mean, so Saddam. I mean, is connection oh coincidence? God. I don't know. <laughs> they're both dead and they have tunnels. <laughs> I don't think that's a coincidence. Tunnel gate. Um, so then, so a lot of guys are like doing it. Like one guy. So for example, have you ever heard of um, where what is his name? My gosh, Elton McNope, Seymour <laughs> Cray. Seymour Cray. No, I don't know. <laughs> none of these people sound real. He no. is the he's the father of supercomputing. And he, oh, oh gee, like he, we have computers today because of him. And he would dig, he would dig for years under his house uh, to figure out how to build, com- like it would help him like sort his thoughts and figure out how to like solve the issues of computers and how to build them and stuff. And his quote, <laughs> he was, he said, while I'm digging in the tunnel, the elves will often come to me with solutions to my problems. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. I love everything about this. How deep is he going down? Um, like 60 feet. I don't know. Holy crap. (laughs) Not kidding. Uh, So another guy who also had a bizarro quote because he was like, oh, the voices, I'm having visions. The voices in my head. No, seriously. Visions and dreams to tell him to dig his tunnels. His name was Leova Arakelian. Arakelian. Okay. He he tunneled for 23 years. (laughs) And, uh, And it was just him. Nobody helped him. No one knew about it. Um, and most people just say they keep going because they like it. 
Uh, so are these like continuous, like one tunnels or like he'll do a one tunnel and he'll be like, I'm bored with this area. I'm going to go tunnel somewhere yes. else. It, it's like us, but with tabs, you know, it's like us with tabs. <laughs> 500 open tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shut it down. We need yeah. to do a new podcast. We got to close this tunnel by pouring a bunch of dirt into it at the end of every episode. <laughs> it's like Minecraft. Did even we Minecraft? could do live tunneling, like where we're, <laughs> we're streaming from underground <laughs> while we're tunneling. You know what? People are going to watch me die live because I'm going <laughs> to, it's going to cave in on me. I'm not a civil engineer. Doesn't sound yeah. like any of these guys were. Well, one of them was. And one of them his was. Name, I wish I remembered who. I didn't write down which one has a civil engineer. Anyway, another guy said, quote, some men play golf. I dig tunnels. His, his name was Harrison Gray. He was Harrison an American. Gray. And Harry Gray. He dug 1,300 feet of tunnels under Washington, D.C. And uh, this it was. How, OK, how does this not <laughs> man not get arrested he by the almost... CIA and FBI? <laughs> Just goes to show you that, like, well, these people are no asleep at the wheel. Why yes. a terrorist is going around digging tunnels under Washington, D.C.? Digging the White me? House? What the hell? <laughs> what do we pay these people for? You feel unsafe now, huh? Yes. Um, I'm not going to Washington, D.C. anymore. No. Who knows you what's going to happen? You could have a hobby tunneler next door to you. You could, oh your God. car could fall straight through the your road tomorrow. Your neighbor could be a hobby tunneler. <laughs> um, so this guy, Harrison Gray, dug under D Washington, D.C., and it wasn't until a truck sank through the road that they were like, this is what they did. They were like, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> and so he moved. So polite. He, he moved and did it again. But this time somewhere else. So Harrison just tunneled and tunneled. He's the one who said, some men play golf, I dig tunnels. The irony is, is that you can't put these men in jail because this is literally no. what they're going to do. They're gonna <laughs> What are you gonna do? You're like, what? You gotta put them in a maximum security, like all plastic prison or something. They'll, without... they'll find a way. They'll find a way. God, what do you They're do? Tunnelers. You gotta put them in the water or something. They can't tunnel out of the ocean. True. Or True. can they? Yeah, I don't they'll know. just dig their way to China or something. Well, there was, that was one that's guy. That's what I, I always think of. Just dig straight through the earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was this one guy, and of course I didn't write down who, but someone was like, "Yeah, there's no stopping him." Like, and they had no idea how he did it. He just did it by himself. Weird. For anyway, this other another first of all, first of all, they're all men, so oh. I I'm a little, a little annoyed about that because I think my next goal in life this is, is to the patriarchal patriarchal <laughs> hobby. That's I'm going too many straight white men are tunneling. <laughs> they're all straight and white, <laughs> and I am going to be the first not straight, not man. I support you a hundred thousand percent in this. If I go missing, you'll know where. I will champion you. You heard oh, it here you. first. Yes. I'm going to break the glass. Yeah. The <laughs> like the dirt, dirt ceiling. <laughs> the dirt floor, I guess. Not really. I'm going to break the dirt floor <laughs> and become the first female hobby tunneler to be on Wikipedia. Another guy, an Austrian guy, mm -hmm. Michael Altman, he did. He just worked on two big tunnels. He wasn't like one of the one that branched off, but he owned a bar and he was like, I am going to dig a cellar for this. And then he just kept digging for 50 years. Holy shit. 50 where, straight years. Where was he? Uh, Austria. Austria. I'm sorry. Yes, that's just right. Yeah. Man. And then during the Cold War, he was like, well, I may as well just keep adding to this and make it a bunker. So he filled it with like emergency stuff so he could survive a nuke. And this is my favorite. He only oh, no. quit because he he hit a solid chunk of granite and thought, I'm too old for this. <laughs> it just stopped. Quitter. You should have just went and gotten like a bunch of like jackhammers and stuff and kept going. That's right. That's not a, that's not a tunneler's spirit. He is, he's not a true. Anyway, um, another guy started a barbecue pit. His name's Glenn Havens of San Diego. He started a bar barbecue pit and also didn't stop, but he would pay neighbor kids to help dig. So he would get all these children Child in there. labor. Yes. Man. <laughs> and he would, he would pay them. And the tunnel got so big that he hosted his daughter's wedding reception in it with <laughs> 200, <laughs> 200 people. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Could you imagine being the daughter? I got to see like, pictures of this oh, thing. Yeah. That's the classic uh, sure. dad move where he's like, listen, I got a I got great a place. idea. <laughs> yeah, I got a place to save a bunch of money. <laughs> I know some guys in the mozzarella business. Lots We're going to have a great right. reception. Get a couple of um, pizzas, go into my giant hole that I've dug that I've used child labor to produce. <laughs> well, What's more romantic other... than that? 
there's there's like a an earl or a duke or something. The earl. I didn't tunneling. include him because he didn't actually dig anything. He just paid a oh, bunch of people to dig tunnels. Classic rich person just hiring no, somebody else to do it. Yeah, wouldn't like, even get not, his hands we're dirty. We're not talking about you. Couldn't even. Anyway, he Lame. he. Yeah. So the last guy I want to talk about is mm-hmm. is is it another really funny reason for doing this? He was an Italian immigrant, Baldurase Forestieri. Forestieri. <laughs> he Forestieri. I don't know. He moved to California. He, he immigrated to California, the San Joaquin Valley, and he okay. wanted to plant stuff. <laughs> and then he was like, it is really hot here. Okay. I think I need to dig more underground and and make like an underground house. So it's cooler. It's cooler underground. And that was what he said was his reason for digging a tunnel. And he just kept digging and digging and digging. But his are beautiful because he like decorated them and put archways. And so if you do want to go open another tab, sorry. How how big is this? Huge. Like how big is like the archway big. and stuff? Like thirty feet yeah. tall? Like no, what are you talking no, no, about? No, no, no. Like person sized. Like walk under it. Like you can stand but up. Like you can actually you're you're walking yeah. upright. You're yeah. not like crawling through this. Oh, no, at he, this point. he yeah. He's, and it's beautiful. It's actually really cool looking. Like he anyway. So you can go and you can actually go visit the tunnels that are left over. They filled a lot of them in with concrete because, like I said, fascists. Well, I guess the, yeah. The dirt the dirt's not necessarily going to last. Uh, as long, no. right? It's like it's eventually just going to wear down and crumble if like it rains. But he too much he was really like smart. That, like it's not a problem in California. No, no, but, no. Yeah, so especially the San Joaquin <laughs> Valley. And uh, so another quote. I, I, I there's so many. Here's the thing. There's so many people who hobby tunneled. I couldn't cover all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them were just like, and eh, they just dug under a park. I'm not going to include them, but you know, go open the tunnel. Sorry. These are some of the these are some of the greatest hits. This is the greatest hits in my opinion. And the reasons were so like crazy. It's like, oh, it's too hot. I'm going to dig. Um, and then there's another quote that I really liked from Elton McDonald, uh-huh. who dug a tunnel under a park in Elton, Elton McDonald, Ronald's mm-hmm. tunneling brother. Elton Mac. <laughs> E-Mac. Okay. Um, he dug a tunnel under a park in Toronto that nobody noticed for like 20 years. And then when they found it. This sounds like the most <laughs> like, just like, I don't even want to utter the words, but like, that's terrible that it's by a children's park. It's. Yeah, but maybe that's where my mind it's goes. Where it's like this a is playground dark. just sinking into, yeah, sinking into the earth. It's like, what do you? Why would you do that by a children's playground? Like that's gross. Right. It's messed up. <laughs> he hates children. Um, Elton yeah. McDonald hates children. Just kidding. <laughs> he, we can't confirm can't or deny it. that. Yes. Anyway, he dug a tunnel. Is he alive or is he dead? I think he's dead. I think all of these guys are dead. Okay. All um, these, all these people are. This is all. This is an old timey kind no, of thing. This isn't necessarily. He, I think he died as in like the nineties. No, no, no. People were doing this up until. Okay. They're still doing it. That's the thing. There's a guy who's I'm doing sure, yeah, it yeah. that made a movie about it. That he's still ha- he's still tunneling. I can't remember what. Yeah. Like a documentary about um, it. Yes, and it's called. Cool. I came really prepared for this. Tunnel. Uh, it's on the Wikipedia <laughs> it's called Tunnel, page. Tunnel the movie. Tunnel the movie. Um, but the tunneling movie. Elton McDonald, after they found his tunnel, because. They found the tunnel under Toronto's park, one of the parks, and he was like, oh, "Okay, fine, yeah, it was me." And he like came forward, mm-hmm. and what he said to the press Secrets. was, "Honestly, I loved it so much. I don't know why I loved it." <laughs> I mean, I think there's something to be said about if you enjoy something yeah. and you don't necessarily, you don't have to intellectualize no. it. If you're just, if it's like putting you in some sort of a trance and you love it, yeah. and it's like allowing you to, I, I mean, I think. I would imagine that these people are very feeling very stuck in their lives. So it right? must be really gratifying to like to dig, dig a hole and get out. Oh, you, oh well, yeah. It feels very proactive. Funny you say that because one there's a psychiatrist that like commented on this. His name's Anton Tolk. Uh, and he has a theory that his theory, which sounds mm, kind of iffy mm-hmm. to me, is that people obsessively tunnel to, quote, return to the security of the mother's womb. <laughs> Unquote. Of the womb. That makes sense. I could see that. But, yeah. Yeah. It could also be like sculpture in a way yeah. where it's like you have this huge slab, but instead of like a rock, you're going into the ground. It's like the inverse right. of it. Right. And, well, and some of them did tunnel straight through rock. Like guys, guys would use jackhammers to just go straight through granite. Which. Or maybe they were just ants in their past lives. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded really insincere, <laughs> but I meant it. That is really, I would love to be an ant. Get stepped on. Oh, I love. Did you ever play the game Sim Ant oh, as yeah. a kid? Sim Ant was the best. Yeah, I love that game. It was Not the only. best. I love it. That's my. That's all I've been picturing in my head the whole time is like, how do you make this so that the red ants can't come attack you and steal your so eggs? So when I go crazier and crazier as I get older and I start disappearing from mm-hmm. public, you'll know where I am. 
you're you're being a pioneer. Is yeah, what you're I doing. am. Because you're paving, you're breaking the, the dirt floor. Women to dig tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be put on a stamp. <sighs> oh man, a tunnel stamp that actually yeah, does sound cool. really. So awesome. yeah, that's what um, I ended up opening like five other tabs, but I closed all of them before because I was feeling out of control, just like I would if I was tunneling. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you can't stop once no. you started. And yeah, so that, um, yeah, that's beautiful. Tunneling. I love it. I'm actually looking forward to looking at a bunch of images of hobby They're tunneling really cool. and what it looks like, especially the guy with the arches and stuff. Yeah, and see what it's what it looks like. It like I said it, to me, it sounds almost like an adult version of like building sandcastles and stuff. Like totally. so it's that same itch. I feel like that it's scratching. Yep, I think so. Well, I think there's something in all of us that's like we need to produce and build and create homes and and create protection. You know, like it's like inborn in us to like. Yeah. I don't know. Dig. <laughs> really make it. You dig. Plus, you could be like you dig <laughs> every time. No dig i'm sorry i'm fired from the podcast for it's being just so gonna cheesy. be cheesy <laughs> anyway this is our last episode ever yeah, anyway no continue so yeah, that was hobby tunneling and there's more to read about it but i caution you it's a big wikipedia article nicely done Thank you. um i i guess this is a good time as any to let our listeners know that in the show notes we're going to be including the links to uh the specific tabs that we had pulled up and uh, so you can follow along at home if you'd like. And you can close one of your own. But now you can close one of your own, which, speaking of which. Is it time? We have come to the part of the show that it's time. Oh, Hannah and I are going to okay. open up our phones. We're um, going to unlock them. I've already opened like 30 more look. tabs since I did this. Wow. Where is we could it? Just, we could just close this specific That's what one. what I mean. I can't find it. <laughs> oh, you can't even find it? <laughs> Hang on. Don't close it yet, though. I'm not. I'm not. Hang on. I got to search. Uh, I can, you can, you can search your tabs. There it is. You can't, I don't think you can do it on private though. Come on, man. I'm going to have to get out of this private thing. I'm going to have to Just start opening give, them up on give the Give everything order, to the government. Anyway. Um, okay. I have um, it. Okay. So dr drum roll, please. Okay. Three. Two. Two. One. One. Close. And close. I'm down to 406. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to 406. Progress. How does it feel? I don't know. I miss it. I miss the yeah. tunneling. It's too soon. I miss, I miss that tab. <laughs> because there were things I didn't read. But you know what? If I'm meant to read them again, I will someday. It'll come back into your life. You yeah. can't cage a tab <laughs> that's meant to be free. <laughs> it's <laughs> Godspeed. <laughs> Hobby Godspeed tunneling. tabs. Um, wow, that did actually feel pretty good. Because I'm un yeah, I'm incapable we, of doing that on my own. Oh yeah, I I mean I think also we're gonna end up opening like sixty yeah. other tabs every Way episode. More. This is never. I'm about to go read about the mafia uh, and I the believe, mob and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I believe your husband uh, joked that this whole show should only be five hundred yep. episodes. That every single one of the tabs get closed at the end. And then of we it, should just close out. Hey, not gonna get to five hundred <laughs> <No>. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, so what um, but, okay. should we do? Moving on. Now? So, uh, as a part of this process, we are inviting our listeners to uh, submit tabs that they have read mm -hmm. and closed, and to give us like a brief little a paragraph um, summary of it as a paragraph, as a way to you know, as I said, sort of at the top of the show, it's a way for us to all sort of bond and make it more communal. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, obviously, this is our first episode. We've asked a few of our friends to submit tabs because this has not yet been released, mm -hmm. um, but once we go live. Um, our email is 500opentabs at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. And the 500 is numbers. What? The number five. Correct. Number zero, five zero zero. Open tabs. Open tabs at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. uh, let us know if we inspired you to close the tab. Give us a couple sentences. Nothing too long. Just like a brief little yeah, summary of it. Yeah, or like a fun fact you learned from it. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, so I'll go first. Okay. And funny enough, uh, you, you'll learn once you read yeah. yours. But <laughs> Uh, our friend Josie from Pasadena writes, Dear 500 tabs, most of my tabs are recipes, symptoms, checking through Quora, and wire cutter lists. But y'all inspire me to go back and see the path not taken, the search not completed. Finally closed, what were the cider house rules? Oh. 
Have you seen the movie Cider House Rules? No, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen it either. Weird. Uh, That's true. You haven't seen any movie. Uh, I've not seen the Cider House Rules. Uh, And she goes on to say, like, I've seen the movie. Were the rules even in it? (laughs) (laughs) So so I finally read the rules and you really can't make that kind of movie anymore. Like most of the rules are to keep them safe, but also like they're not getting workers comp if they fall off the roof. (laughs) Most of the rules are about the roof. I have no idea what this is about. <laughs> I thought it was like cider house rules, like yeah. Rule. That's what I thought too. And I, I said I was. It's very nineties of like the cider house rules. rules. But Josie goes on to say, most of the rules are about the roof, even though they work on ladders all day. I get it's a metaphor about the gap between the ruling class and the workers, but the rules aren't that egregious. I opened this tab in the first place because I joked about making my kids go to sleep using an ether rag like Michael Caine. <laughs> And now I can close this tab, and frankly, all of them. Good night, you princes of Maine, you kings of New England, Josie. Wow, thanks, Josie. Right, thank you, Josie. Maybe I'll watch that movie Uh, now that I know it's about falling off roofs. You know, (laughs) if you had dug a tunnel below the roof of the house, you would have just fallen directly into into it and ended up on the other side of the planet, (laughs) or or into a Hobby Lobby (laughs) filled with cheese. Oh wow. Uh, well, funnily enough, um, the person who submitted one for me is also named Josie, but it's pronounced Josie. Wow. So copier. No. So double Josies. Uh, this one is Josie from Pleasant Grove, Utah. And she says, I recently opened the Wikipedia page on carcinization, which refers carcinization, which refers to how a bunch of different crustaceans have evolved crab like bodies, even though they aren't all closely related to true crabs. It, oh. Yeah, so they, everything kind of is like becomes crabs in the end. <laughs> By the way, true crab sounds like an offshoot of true crime, but like crab-related just... murder. And man, it is rife. <laughs> They're heartless. It got stabbed by the crab like. <laughs> oh, wow, wow. 500 open crabs. <laughs> <laughs> We're hosted so at a buffet. Dumb. Yum. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, ASMR. Crab eating. Okay. It's a, it's apparently so ad, it's apparently so advantageous. Stop! I can't look at you. I'm not looking at you. Um, it's apparently so advantageous to have a short, wide body. Oh, good. That's me. That nature keeps replicating it. It keeps leading to more open tabs. Some crabs. <laughs> so, some crabs are more closely related to lobsters than actual crabs. It's an example of convergent evolution. Also, Wikipedia's list of examples of convergent evolution is an entire rabbit hole that only leads to more open tabs. For oh. example, the, mars- the marsupial lion had retractable claws like modern house cats, even though it wasn't a cat. Is a marsupial lion like a monkey oh, or a no. lion? Why don't you Google oh. it? <laughs> I guess we should. Uh, by the way, Hannah, you are the one who introduced me to Wikipedia's list of lists, which could be an entire... <laughs> Long conversation. I'm going to tell everyone right now. I don't now, think I know list of do lists. Do not go to yeah, the list of lists. It is Wikipedia's list. Okay, so don't no. go to it. If you want control over your life, don't go okay. to it. It's called Wikipedia. It's Wikipedia's list of lists, and it's the list of all their lists. So listicle, I believe, is the other term. Oh, right? so listy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Josie. So Josie, thank crabs you. Crabs become everything becomes crabs. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I assumed that lobsters and crabs were related, but uh, I guess they're not part of the same no. genealogy, or not genealogy, but they're they're, they're part crustaceans, of but they're not. Yeah, but yeah, I want to go read about convergent evolution. Con- crab vergent <laughs> convolution. <laughs> we're scientists. Yes, very <laughs> much so. Uh, any anyway, yes. Uh, again, we want to hear from you guys. Whatever fun tabs that you've closed, especially if your name's Josie, because we're such an inspiration. <laughs> exactly, Josie's only need apply. <laughs> if you're not named Josie, we're we not have interested. No interest in what you have uh, to say. <laughs> no interest in non-Josie related people. Uh, yes, once again, that email is 500opentabs at gmail.com. Please send us, uh, and also make sure to send us the link. So uh, if people are interested, we can put that up on the show notes as well so they can find them. Um, but I guess that about uh, brings yeah. us to an end that was... of our first episode. We did it, Joe. It's exciting. We did it, Joe. I'm uh, I'm thrilled to go on this tab journey. It's going to be tabarific. Mm-hmm. 
You don't want to miss a tab. So many terrible, tabulable, fantabulous. Yes. Um, If you're still listening and haven't given up out of cringe. (laughs) Listen, embrace the cringe and you'll be truly powerful. Embrace the cringe. cringe. Uh, Yes, of course. Please um, tell your friends about this podcast, especially your friends named Josie. All of them. Um, All of them. Please subscribe. Please leave us reviews. This is right now. This is the first episode, the first couple episodes, especially important. Um, it's going to be really important for us to get uh, the word out as much as possible so that um, people can know that we have a podcast and they listen to it and we can grow our numbers. So yeah, please subscribe. Please review. If you can give us a five-star review, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. If you're able to write up a review, just even like a sentence or two about how it's great. Or if you just write crabs. That would also be lovely. Just write crabs. Crabs is also or great. Yeah, crabs. Or cheese. Uh, matzo tunnels, either one, cheese tunnels. <laughs> um, any of those things would be really helpful. Also, please follow us on social media. We're on um, Twitter at 500 Open Tabs. We're on Instagram at 500 Open Tabs. Um, I think that's all we're on right now. And but... if you want to look at oh, our we're art, also on U- YouTube. Yeah. Yes, yes, we're on YouTube. Oh, yes, uh, we'll, we'll get oh, to that part it. as well. But just in terms of tell everybody about the show, follow our sponsor links as well, because we do have sponsors that we're lucky enough to uh, get for this first couple of episodes. Um, and uh, follow those links, yeah. make sure to sign up, uh, because that will help us be able to put the show on for longer and longer. So if you like tabs, for go to all 500 episodes. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, Hannah, continue. So no, you were going to talk about say, if, you want, if you're interested in your uh, words, cartoon, cartooning cartoonists like us we both have instagrams where we post yeah. our our uh, our art and our what we're doing and, and mine's just my name hannah hillam at hannah hillam uh, on instagram and um twitter and all of them yeah but instagram is mostly yes. where you're where you're like mm-hmm. the most active yep. yeah um and i'm at perma friends on instagram i also have books drawings illustrations all that this kind dude of stuff. whips out Fun books stuff. faster than anyone i've ever <laughs> it's just books so if you like books, it is kind you, of crazy. I don't know how you do it. I, I, I don't know how I do it either. Although actually, I do know how I do it. We've talked yeah, yeah. about this. We we might talk about this at some point as well because I think it might be helpful to mm-hmm. people. But um, yes, uh, if you like funny stuff and if you like uh, fun drawings mm-hmm. and stuff, that's sort of where we both live. Or if you're looking for good gifts, or yeah. Anything. But anyway, that's stories. Uh, yeah, at Perma Friends on Instagram, and then I'm at Cavitarian on Twitter. That's just more of my rambling nonsense He's and really funny, funny little on thoughts. Twitter. It's not really. Well, only good you. not on the podcast no. much but only on twitter <laughs> no, no not at all anyway well thank you so much for listening um, anyway thank you so much jinx oh yeah gosh. thank you guys so much for listening thank you or thank you to our friend Alyssa yes. for uh making this sound decent yes, and, thank you Alyssa. she's together. also um also a nice person she's also a really nice person <laughs> so thank you Alyssa. yes um anyway you guys uh we'll be back soon and we'll have two new tabs that we have no idea no, what no. they're gonna be no no i did this yesterday yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, but yeah, join us for the next episode where, who knows? It'll be cool. fun. See you at the next tab. No. Oh, yeah, what's, we got to figure our, out what's our... See you at the next tab. I would block 500 t- I would close 500 tabs. Tabs. <sighs> Drink your tabs. Mm. Don't want to miss a tab. Yeah, that's copyright. Whatever. Yeah, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>